0: Looking to get con side of Bond. away from David. 3 1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast, supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, it's been a historic evening we're going to be talking about at Exeter City. Wow. Who would have thought we'd be talking about nine goals, James? Just absolutely amazing. I mean, for you to be there, have you come down yet?
1: No, no, I'm, I'm living purely off coffee. It was a very late one um, and an early start. Uh, but, you know, those kind of games make everything worth it, don't they? It's a um, historic evening and one of those very much I was there moments when Reading scored nine goals in a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fair to say I think it doesn't happen that often. You know, the last time was 122 years ago. This is the biggest win since then. And one before that was against the mighty Chesham. <laughs> uh, a huge 11-0 win. I can't believe that these, we're talking about Cheshire on this podcast, James, but when you were going down there, your expectations must have been quite low, not necessarily about going through, but, mm. you know, on excitement, enjoyment.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly wasn't expecting 9-0. Uh, I thought Reading might win, to be fair. Um, you know, our youngsters are good and they've had, it had form in, in the league to, uh, in the cup, sorry, to to pull off a a result out of nowhere. Um, but if anyone said they predicted 9-0 before they went down, then they're telling porkies. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. If anyone had a bet on that, wow. <laughs> um, uh, it's like, it's by accident. I, I think uh, we could be safely assured that that didn't happen. So we made 11 changes going into this, but just taking the lead so easy. And Carson with the first of his three assists, you you've got to say his delivery last night was absolutely immaculate.
1: Oh, yeah. No, Carson was one of, my, one of my man of the matches. Him and Ben Elliott, um, for me, stood out a class above everybody else. Um, and, yeah, he needed that, I think, because he, he'd had a couple of sort of wobbles uh, in the league, which is understandable, being a young player. Um, but that'll put him right back into Sellers' thoughts, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we have the ex role Zach Jules scoring <laughs> an own goal for it, absolutely no pressure. I mean, do you think that was really... I mean, if you take it in isolation, it looks like it's a a bad own goal. You need these things happen. But it's just the sheer pressure from Reading, just the mental pressure building up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that was, what, 15, 16 minutes in and Reading had already had about 13 corners. I mean, we had the commentary people next to us for one of the Exeter-type programmes and they were tallying up and they were like, oh, and another corner for Reading and another corner for Reading and another corner. It was just, it was coming. I mean, it's one of those games where you sit there and think, there's literally nothing I can fault with anyone that was out there today. It was just one of those nights where everything went right for us. Everything went wrong for Exeter and they just couldn't cope.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Exeter City, kind of like journalists, must have been sat there thinking, they're quite good, aren't they? This isn't <laughs> this isn't like the first team. Admittedly, it's not for um, uh, Exeter as well. I'm not going to pretend that it was, but it's, it's lovely to come away with that feeling.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, anyone that says it's only the pizza cup or whatever, I mean, it's, it's memories that will stick with people forever, no matter what league it is. They've seen Reading go down and, and win a game 9-0. I mean, that's a Sunday League sort of Division 4 kind of score. That's not a, a professional football score, whether you're under-21s or, or first team, of which there were first-team players in, you know, in both teams. Um, but, you know, you can't degrade it like that. It's It's memories that will stick with those 300 travelling fans forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, because normally after a cup win, unless against, you know, it's a really good prim team or something like that, I'd say, oh, I'd rather have a league win. But no, <laughs> a 9-0 win away, who would not want to have that? I mean, that is incredible. And for the people that actually went as well, all the travelling fans, just a little bit back for them, wasn't it? After such a, you know, it's only a tiny, tiny thing. But after all those years of struggling, mm-hmm. a lot of them go to so many away games, it's a good reward for them, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely, and I think I overheard somebody say, "I think that's the most away tickets, Exeter, ever sold for Papa John's game." So, we're Reading, massive,
0: mate. We're yeah, massive. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's mad. I've been in away end with like a hundred odd people. Like Blackburn away, we drew two all with McShane giving away two penalties. There's hundred and forty-seven, and that was for a Championship game. And we took three hundred for not too dissimilar a length journey. I wouldn't imagine Blackburn compared to down to Exeter. Uh, and we took 300. I think it was more than the than, than what they said officially. Um, definitely seemed like it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it would be one of those games where everybody goes, you know, like the Robin Friday game where everyone goes. You know, I was there. Apparently, there were 100,000 people in attendance at Ell Park that day, and there'll be 100,000 people at St James's Park last night.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt over the years. I just want to make it completely clear: I was not there, and I'm not going to claim that I was <laughs> because that'd be a complete lie. So if I ever do say that. Just say, Paul, you're talking utter bollocks, even more than normal. Then it slowly turns into the Paul Macari show, just for a few mm. minutes. And a lovely bit of skill, but I've got to say, Caelan Vickers, the touch and turn to just feed him in. They nice city were done by this point, but he's got something special in those feet, hasn't he, Vickers?
1: Yeah, it was annoying already, could have done with him having a stinker with the amount of scouts that were there watching do be him. like um, that. <laughs> but no, no, he he made it look easy. Uh, the whole midfield did, to be fair, it was, they absolutely ran the show. Um, you know, I've already mentioned Elliot, and I think that's probably the best individual display I've seen from any player for a, a good few years now, just everything he did made it look so simple. Um, and yeah, as you say, by half-time, their sort of players were down and, and heads down and... It's quite easy, but you know, you start to go out there and put the goals in, and they did.
0: Yeah, and then McCarry puts another one away when slotted through one on one. It just confidence is flowing through him, then, isn't it? And he's done his double somersault, fell over a bit. That <laughs> got to do better than that next time, hasn't he? Really, on the somersault celebration, don't you think? If there's one letdown, it's that I feel.
1: Well, yeah, if you're going to go for it, you got to get it right. I mean, that's the bold the bold thing, but I mean, I just can't believe Sellers took him off before he got a chance to get his hat trick because. Yeah, he definitely would have got one the way he was going.
0: Yeah, and we didn't score many after, did we, James? So it's <laughs> a, a bit of a bit of a point. Yeah, I mean, uh, amazing, isn't it? And Don Ballard obviously getting his first goal in the red shirt. Nice, easy header for him, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I didn't realise the impact he made when I was watching it. But four goal, two goals and two assists in seventeen yeah. touches. I mean, it's only when I read it afterwards I, I realised just how good he he, he kind of was. Um, You know, the first goal was easy enough. They were both tappings, you know, but you've got to be in there to to do it. And, you know, his his all-round link-up play was great as well. You know, four goal contributions and 17 touches. You can't sniff at that.
0: No, not at all. Ben Elliott, then has a chance, puts it away. Charlie crawls over the line, doesn't he? He's waiting to celebrate. (laughs) And eventually he gets that moment. He did miss one when he was one-on-one earlier Mm. in the game, but ultimately it didn't matter. He's now got that out of his system, hasn't he? He's got the first goal.
1: Yeah, you won't find a, a you know a, a more deserving goal scorer either after all the stuff he'd done, you know, to give everybody else chances. Um, you know, it was nice to see him finally get his goal and and you know hopefully one of many because I can see him being involved in the first team a lot over the coming months.
0: Yeah, I mean he looks like a quality player, doesn't he? I don't know what the Chelsea kind of like sell-on clauses that they've put in there, but it must be huge because he seems to have great technical ability, strong on the ball, he's got mm. awareness. Um, I really think he's going to, by the end of the season, I can see him being a real class, class player in that league.
1: Yeah, yeah, most of that's the only fear, obviously, is that with the club being in the position that they are, you know, how many of these are going to be here very long? You know, I know they're not on loan and they're on long term deals, but, you know, in League One, Reading aren't in a position to command particularly high fees for any of them. So I think it's very much a case of enjoying them while we've got them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess that's the whole point of the setup, though, isn't it? Mm. You bring them in cheap. And then you manage to sell them on for more. And you just have a, re- if you have the recruitment system right, we can develop from there. Then we see Taylor Harris come on. And then within a few moments, he scored his first goal. I mean, that's not bad for a 17 year old. You just come on and then bang. It's like, no need to worry ever about scoring your first goal. It's already done.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he should have had a brace as well. And we had a great chance to get a second, but we won't be too greedy. But I've uh, got to give a shout out to, to everyone's favorite midfield Turk. Uh, Jem Karachan, who told me months ago that Harris is the next one to, to mm. keep an eye out for, and you know, so far it's proving right. His compatriot is uh, is doing well, and you know, Reading have a good reputation for bringing through young academy Turkish players. And he maybe he's the next one.
0: Oh, I love to hear that. big fan of uh, if uh, Jem thinks he's good, I'm on ball, I'm on the tail in Harris uh, <laughs> bandwagon 100%. <laughs> no, so then we have uh, Kaylin Vickers as well, wrapping it up with the ninth goal of the evening. No, the, that would be the, oh dear me, that would be the eighth goal, wouldn't it? The eighth goal of the evening. There's so many things. I'm, I'm getting lost, <laughs> like a month's worth of goals, all in one uh, setting. It's very unusual. Another good finish from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, you're running out of words, you know, to talk about Vickers, really. I mean, he's he, he made last night look so easy. Uh, and he's, he's, you know, taken to, to League One like a duck to water as well. So it's no real surprise. And, You know, I'm sure he'll be, if not starting, a very early contributor uh, on Saturday as well.
0: Yeah, and then wrapping it up with a ninth. Just, just it seems such a shame to come to it. I almost feel sad about it. Just the ninth goal evening, Ballard to put himself in the right position to tap in, and then he taps it in and bangs it into the net again. I I like that from a striker.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's in the right, very much a fox in the box in the right position. And n- neither of his goals are particularly difficult, but you've got to be in a position to put them away. And for someone so young to have that sort of striker's mindset is is something we've lacked for a long time.
0: Yeah, Ruben must have been absolutely delighted afterwards, um, seeing his players, his young players go out there and do exactly what he thinks they can do. And what from what he says, they've been showing in training.
1: I'm sure he was. He didn't show it. Um, Very cool and calm and, um, you know, he wasn't quite expecting to speak to the media after the game, I don't think. I kind of sprung him by surprise. Um, But no, you know, he seemed pretty content. You know, he seemed pretty laissez-faire about it, really, which, you know, if we we can get used to winning 9-0, then I'd be quite happy about. But, um, you know, one more of those, please, Ruben.
0: Yeah, I guess getting like too high and everything around that doesn't help for uh, like, you know, remember Steve Koppel, you shouldn't get too high or too Mm. low. Uh, my feeling is that um, he's not like Steve Coppell at all. Rooney's really you can see him on the side of the pitch losing his mind, which is fine. I, I don't mind that. But uh, yeah, we will see. Obviously, uh, Die Young obviously has uh, been fined today, ten thousand uh, pounds, which he won't pay because he doesn't pay anything for the uh, failing to put one hundred twenty-five percent of the wages into a bank account. We all know he's not going to pay it, don't we, James?
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, he hasn't made a habit of paying much else. Um, So why he'd pay this, I'm not quite sure. And we haven't had, you know, confirmation that it's going to be a fine, but we're going to have the same thing not long ago, and that was a £10,000 fine. So I guess that's kind of ballpark kind of remit we can base something off of. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's quite nice for once that they're not coming for us, you know, over something as a club in general. Um, I don't think any fan... Uh, will be against the EFL for for taking him to the cleaners and trying to punish him as much as they can because he's taken the EFL and the football club for a ride um, for too long. Um, but yeah, I don't think if I was the EFL, I wouldn't be banking on any money going into their accounts from Dai Young anytime soon.
0: No, not at all. He's not a man you trust, is he? You if you're going out for a drink with him, you'd make sure you, you're kind of like he paid for his drink. <laughs> That's <was> for certain. <laughs> uh, he would not want to be left with his uh, bill at the end of the day. So. Obviously, there's been lots of rumours about who's going to be coming into Reading FC and buying a percentage or taking over, whatever it is. There's so many things floating around now. I don't think anything is going to be imminent, is it? We're talking a bit of a distance away now.
1: Yeah, there's a few companies, apparently, that are sort of around the club, auditors in, you know, NDAs, all that kind of jazz being done. I mean, it's a whole new ball game, really, for even for me to, you know, report on something like this. It's not something I'm particularly well versed on. Um but, you know, the club are hopeful that within, you know, I think we are probably talking months before anything's officially done. Um, but, you know, hopefully for some movement at the very least, you know, get one or two particularly close and, um, you know, see who can stump up the cash. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's been a few worrying, <laughs> worrying links and rumours. Um, but, you know, I'm not too concerned.
0: No, no, I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about the, the story person. But we will see. We will see. He's a chancer. So I think we should just finish by saying fantastic effort by all the academy players and all the other little first team players from the last few years who played last night. Historic night. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. We've had so many bad years. Let's let's go on a crest of a wave. We've beaten the team that's going for automatic promotion at the weekend. We've had a bit of fun in the Pizza Cup. More than a bit of fun, actually. A hell of a lot of fun. I feel, <laughs> feel like I'm turning to Tila Black there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> incredible night. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with a preview for our game that's coming up on Saturday. I am trying to remember who we're playing. We are playing Blackpool. And we have a post-match pod as well. So up the fucking ding and cheers. Thanks a lot for joining us, James.